podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 335 of Film Bastards. I want to get off the topic that we were just talking about on the Patreon show. Because, wow, we, Mark, has got a perspective. Um, I'm very sorry, Bex. So, um, I'm used to it, Ian, I'm used to it. My word, if you want to know what that was about and you're not a patron, $2 a month, patreon.com forward slash Film Bastards. But seriously, no joke, let's move on. Um, even though I kind of started it, but you definitely fucking finished it, Mark. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, coming up on this week's show, we have got reviews of, uh, video game adaptation, which has made some fucking bank this weekend. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, Christian Stewart starring film for the second time in a few months, which has very much not made bank underwater even though I believe it's directed by a man called William Eubank. Um, he did yeah. not bank, unfortunately, for <laughs> William. Um, and we've also got, we're going to have some trailers, we're going to have some what we watched. I completely forgot to ask Noel uh, what number between one and something or other, so I will do that in a bit. Um, first thing I want to say, before I forget, it looks like the 4K physical release of Cats has been cancelled. I, I still hope for 4K iTunes, but but with one hand giveth, uh, t- taketh away, the other hand giveth, what are we getting on the extras for Cats? An audio commentary by Tom Hooper. <laughs> oh, I thought, was, I thought that was recorded before. Yeah, I actually thought it was recorded before. It, 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 it fucking must have been. Yeah, but... I really, I really hope that was recorded before, before they even pivoted to <laughs> to comedy rather than um, prestige piece. Yeah. Yeah, I really, really hope it's him just being really fucking earnest. <laughs> but it's like he only finished it 48 hours before the premiere. Mm. So it's like, did he do it when it was unfinished? And in which case, maybe he just doesn't notice the Judy Dench wedding ring shit. Um, <laughs> or like, is it after? And is it because what I would fucking love is for Tom Hooper to just double down because like, no, it, it seems like he's disappeared out, out out of existence since the day Cats opened. And I just want him to double down and be like, no, fuck you. This is why I made this film. I very, very badly want it to be Tom Hooper's defense of cats. <laughs> Joe, you know yeah, I agree with that. It, it, It'd be it, interesting it, to see what you have to say about yeah, it. Yeah, it, it would be. I, I'm very intrigued to to either hear him just his 
his version of events or to hear him talk complete shit. It's either he's either gonna come across it really good and really defend it, and you go, do you know what? Fair enough. He took a swing and a miss, but at least he's got the balls to take a swing. Mm. Um, or you're gonna go, oh my god, you sound like such a knob. You made a terrible film on it. <laughs> I can't wait. It's also Cats is this weekend's Cineworld movies for juniors. Don't subject her to it. I'm not going to because she wants to see The Call of the Wild. So that's that's this weekend's film. But I was tempted. Like because it, at least if I'm paying like two pound fifty for her to see it, if she walks out twenty minutes in, okay, fine, it's two pound fifty. But I don't know. But the thing is, I'm going to buy it on iTunes because I want to listen to the commentary. So if she wants to watch it, she can watch it then. <laughs> That's fair enough. Okay. But, like, sorry, you, Max. You will be among the very, very few people that will buy that shit on yeah, iTunes. Yeah, lots of people will buy it. It'll sell really well. Really? Yeah, it will. Yeah, curiosity. No, not No, not a lot of people saw it then. I mean, it, it's it's done well. It, it, it did, well, I mean, it did all right in the UK. Um. I want to say it crested 10 million pounds, um, you know, because it was out in Christmas, but it just ended its theatrical run in the US last week and it made $28 million. <laughs> it so far has off a, a budget of 95 million, which apparently is on the generous side. Yeah. Um, it, it's made less than 75. Yeah. I mean, that thing is, a, and you know, the market, the marketing budget on that was fierce as well i mean that that thing is a fucking disaster yeah um 75 million worldwide for, for that wow um but you know tom hooper will direct something else with fisheye lenses in the next couple of years and we'll see how that goes um that maybe that's what he'll blame it on i wasn't able to shoot it like everybody was in a fucking fish tank yeah um, um so um any anything happen in in the, the the film news world this week? Um, um, I think if there's anything going on, no, I think it was kind of everyone everyone had a bit of a break, don't they? Didn't they post Oscars really? Oscar, yeah. mm. You know, I think everyone languid, everyone, that little bit of a high that everyone had post Oscars, where they were like, you know what, not a bad show. Oh, we we had the um, the Billy Eilish uh, Bond song came out. Yes. Um. Right. So the Billie Eilish Bond song. By the way, I've just asked Noel um for, to pick a number between one and five. Um, I'm going with the previous list that I Skype messaged you guys, but number six then is number five now. Um, and we'll leave it there for now. Um, the Bond song, yeah, it's. I think it, it, it's gonna be fitting for the film. I think it's fair to say that with a song like this, the pre-credit sequence is not going to end well for someone. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. I think the orchestral arrangement is really nice. Um, but it would be. It, it, I mean, 
it, it just it would be nice to have a bit of pep to a Bond song again. Don't get me wrong, but if you want low energy Bond song, Moonraker. Mm. Um, I watched Moonraker last week for Ian's Guide to Bondage episodes up now. That fucking song is so low energy that at the end of the film they have a remix of it to give it a disco beat just to wake people up. Um, like it's in in the Craig Bond song era, you will not get any better than you know my name. Oh no, it's that's the thing. The thing is, it's I don't think it's terrible. I just think it's a bit it's a bit boring. But musically, it's quite it's quite good. Even lyrically, I think it's quite good. I just think that she sounds. I think as a vocalist, I, I just find her quite a dull vocalist. She she seems very disinterested in everything, uh, which I know is part of her whole vibe. Mm. Um, but musically, it, it's quite good. I'm getting it's good for the song it's on. And do you know what? It's better than the Sam Smith one. And it's yeah, pretty much everything is better than the Sam Smith anything really. Um, I, I I think it's better than the, the Adele one which was collection of words and then the word Skyfall. And I don't even think, I think she just fucking made up the rest of the words different times. Yeah, she Renee Zellweger Oscar speech did. Just said all the things. That I, yeah. I, I reckon if you asked anyone to name another word in that song that wasn't Skyfall, they'd just go, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, and it's, it's weird how big that song was because I've, I, it was very high in the charts, if not number one as well at the time. Oh yeah, um, it, 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 it did number one, yeah. Yeah. Um. But I mean, like the, the Chris Cornell one, I I genuinely think might be the underrated Bond theme song. No, no one really talks about you know my name. It's fucking great. The thing is, that's the difference is, it's not just a great Bond song because it's, it's a great song. But yeah. Or Casino Royale, you know, this was a Bond reboot. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, it was it was right. We're not get we're, we're going to give you Bond from the beginning. We're not going to give you him already as Bond. We give you him becoming Bond, and this is it was it was a big deal. Um, and so, but then to have that song, Chris Cornell to write that song, where it kind of makes you go right. It's got a, a real Bondy vibe to it. It's rocky. It's it's just a fucking belter of a song. Um. And it just seems a little bit with that they went really fucking left field mm. with Chris Cornell, mm. and then now it's just whoever is pop star flavor of the month. Yeah, we'll we'll get it. And it just seems a little bit like it. It, it just when it, when they announced that it was going to be an ice, it's a bit like really, mm. really you could have gone for somebody really fucking interesting. Yeah, I I, I know you disagree with me on this, Bex, but. The, the madness of the fact that, that Lana Del Rey has existed for 10 years and has still not done a Bond theme song is just weird. It's so fucking though, weird. But within those 10 years, she's been really fashionable. Coinciding with the release of the Bond movie. Yes! She's just fucking won loads of Grammys. I mean, it, the, the next the Bond. The artist of the decade. Yeah, but that's for like... Real people who like music. Um, not... Yeah, what I'm saying there is, it, it, it's weird that they went from Chris Cornell. And who was it who did the Quantum Solace one? Am I right in thinking it was Jack White and Alicia, and Alicia Keys? Keys yeah. yeah. 
Jack White and Alicia Keys one there. Mm. Um, Which, again, orchestrally, that song is cracking. But it's the vocals. I'm right in thinking that originally it was there was a mix-up with that. It was Alicia Keys and somebody else. Oh, um, I don't know. But they couldn't get the somebody else, so they went for Jack White. Jack White found out it was supposed to be Alicia Keys and somebody else, but they couldn't get the other person because of licensing. Mm. And said, well, why can't me and Alicia Keys do it? And Alicia Keys was like, I'd love to do a song with Jack White. <laughs> yeah, I, it... it, it... But, I mean, the, the instrumentation, kind of like the... It feels very Bondy. Yeah. But then just the kind of... The way the way they're singing with each other and then there's... I, I, it just it doesn't work. It's not a combination that that works. And yeah. they, they, they sound a bit screechy. There's just something not quite right about that song with it is they're both unique singers in their own way and both good singers in their own way but they didn't meld well together at all Mm. it's um duet in a bond song is um it's a choice um i'm trying i'm actually trying to think if there's ever been one aside from that and i don't think there has not up there has you know, so I mean, like they—they they were going for something, um, but yeah, I mean, it's—it is going to be very fitting. Um, oh, Roby is in the new Suicide Squad. Well, yeah, I just saw that, mate. Just yeah, all right. Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for the correction, Mike. Um, fair yeah. play. Um, yeah, it—it it, it just does it feel like a song that you would want to listen to outside of the film? No. No. Um, but neither neither was fucking writings on the wall when that won the Academy Award. So um, and hey, the Oscars will have Billie Eilish performing next year now. So hopefully she won't be cancelled for saying something before then. Um, I think she has to actually say anything. Well, th- to be fair, at the moment she can just ride off the I'm an 18 year old, I don't know everything kind of attitude, you know. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, it's. I don't think it's as shit as people are saying, but I'm also not I'm not super vibing with it. No, I was I found it I found it boring, but less boring than um, than Sam Smith, which again is a, is a very low bar. But <laughs> I mean, shit, man, they should have just gone with Radiohead. They should have just gone fuck it, go yeah. on then, Tom York. Why the fuck not? I mean, it's yeah. a horrible fucking song, Inspector. Like it's it's not. I mean, well, it's, not that, it's not good, but no. it's it's not writings on the wall either. God, yeah, that was awful. Another one, I, 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 I am genuinely baffled the Sam Smith thing in the fact that he seems to... He basically for a while thought he was um, George Michael. And now he wants, he wants to be George Michael, but act like Boy George. And... The thing is, he can't sing. If he had, if he had a voice like George Michael, you could go. Do you know what? You can get away with it because you can sing like that. But then when you listen to someone like George Michael, and you listen to Sam Smith, and you go, "This is warbling nonsense." This is this is somebody who, at sixth form, thinks they can sing. <laughs> I mean, I don't. 
definitely not terrible voice, has he? He's just he's yeah, he does. The terrible voice. Um, so we have the choice for the next um, Patreon, and Ooh, it is um, I'm I'm rapidly trying to find out who the um, who like actually put in for this, and I I can't find it because the phone my phone connection shit. Uh, Beat, which I believe is on Amazon Prime. I believe it is, yeah. Um. And I, I, I will admit, I need to make a better record of who is actually asking for these things. Beat? What beat? I'll find it, but... see if we have a look now. Um, oh, also, um, I should just say, um, to those who listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Sorry you've had no show for the last few weeks. Um, yeah. The Apple RSS feed got fucked up. Um, in full disclosure, I was looking at moving the podcast to Anchor. I then decided not to move it to Anchor. But Anchor thought I had moved it to Anchor or I didn't realise that Anchor were in the process of moving it. So because I wasn't uploading any shows to Anchor no shows were being updated on the RSS feed. So then I redirected. First off, I had to find out what fucking email address I used to register the podcast with Apple Podcasts. And then I had to unlock the account password for that because you don't seem to be able to say, I don't use that email address anymore. I use this Apple ID. Could you just move it to that one, please? No, it doesn't work like that. Um, but I moved the RSS feed. It is now showing and pulling the latest episodes. So sorry, Apple podcast people. Um, I was wondering why our downloads looked shit for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's my bad. And sorry, but you've got a, a lot of content to catch up, catch up on, which is something. Um, and also um using some new audio um post processing um for the audio thanks to uh thanks to mike for um shouting out the fact that um one half of the conversation wasn't sounding that great apparently th- the last regular feed show that just went up sounded a lot better so going forward hopefully that will uh, that will be the case um so trailers Um, it's a little bit Ian Loring Boner Jams 2020 this week. It is a little bit, yeah. Um, and I don't know, Mark Foster floppy winky 2020. Yeah, it's 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 no bloody casting 2020. Actually, no, actually one of them I really did actually quite like actually. And I don't know, Becky Foster. Which one are you talking about? Just a general trailer vibes. Um, I've seen Oh, that one. Yeah, that's pretty much a big turn off for Mark, isn't it? Oh, God, on that one's shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let, let's, let's, let, I, I, are there any that we want to talk about before that one slash those ones? Um, uh, so there's a, a trailer that's been doing the rounds for um, it's been on cinemas a little bit. Um, 
Brahms, the Boy 2 trailer. <laughs> Which I've seen in front of every fucking yeah. thing for the and, last two months. we've not months. spoken about it yet, have we? Right. No. But, A, Katie Holmes, really? Uh, and B, it's... <sighs> did, we make, did, did Boy do that well? <laughs> I, the Boy, completely passed me by. Mm. You, I, I remember you saying, Becky, oh, that looks all right. And then me mentioning it to you at one point, and you're going, oh, no, it looks like shit. <laughs> I am so tempted to watch The Boy this week and then go see Brahms, The Boy 2, over the weekend. <laughs> it looks so bad. Yeah. I, what I will say here is The Boy uh, actually did really quite well. Well, okay, what, what was the box office? Uh, 64 million. Fucking hell. Off a 10 mil budget. That was uh, worldwide, I take it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's not bad. I mean, you can see you can see why they'd do another one, but fuck it, poor Katie Holmes. Yeah. Well, I mean, she, she can't force at gunpoint to do it, though, was she? No, this wasn't her. No, I, it's just, <laughs> it's a bit of an indictment about the kind of stuff she's being offered. Mm. I mean, is that because she's not actually that good an actress? I don't know. She's bad in the right thing. She's not bad in the right thing, but she's also not. She's not. She's not. She's not actually. If you go through her career, ever done much. She's not got a huge amount of charisma. Actually, that's the problem. No, I actually relates with the gift, and she was good mm. at for smoking. Mm. But I mean, it, it's almost like she got Batman Begins, and then her agent just went. My work here is done, and then she, and then she was just like, "No, you need to keep on doing work." And it's just like, "I got you as a lead in a Batman film. My work here is done." Yeah, literally, literally leaned back in his chair and pulled out a dollar medallion and just went, "Ow, ow." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then literally, when the phone was ringing, it was Warner. He was looking at it going. Oh, yeah. tea off time is in like three minutes. Now nah, I'm not going to answer that. And then was watching the Dark Knight and and just went, oh shit, that's I. I knew I had a voicemail. <laughs> Ring back, Warner. Shit, I okay don't see this. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how happy Maggie Gyllenhaal was with that role though, because it's just like, oh great, yeah, I'm in the new Nolan Batman film, brilliant. Oh, I die an hour in. You know, it, it, it's it's a weirdly thankless character is Rachel Dawes because she's basically like the, for want of a of a better phrase, if you quit being Batman, I'll let you fuck me. Carrot in Batman Begins, um, and then. In the dark night, it's well, I'm shit. I'm just gonna get blown up. It, it's it, it, the weird thing is, I think she's actually one of the most underrated performances in the dark night. Mm. Well, chilling all. Yeah, I think she's fantastic in it. She's no, I mean it, it's it's the character. To I think be it's clear. The yeah, I, I mean, I mean it is. I think often gets lost that she's actually she's really fucking good in that movie. The character's a bit of a um, 
what is it called in comic book parlance? Is it girl in refrigerator carriage? Oh, uh, she, yeah, uh, getting fridged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, she's just there to to be motivation, isn't she? She's not there to be a character. Mm. Well, no, quite. I mean, what I mean, what does she do in in Batman Begins? It's um, childhood friend basically says like batman comes back uh the street it's getting worse it's worse here now than it ever was um does she get kidnapped uh yes kind of she, get, she gets drugged by scarecrow doesn't she at one point and then he has to take her back to the bat cave yeah um and then at the end she's like because she knows he's batman doesn't she Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. She totally does because Gyllenhaal says in the second one, like, believe me, the safest place we could be right now is Bruce Wayne's penthouse. Yes. Um. Yeah, and, and like, so you've got that kind of like that that carrot dangling in Batman Begins, and then in the Dark Knight, basically Aaron Eckhart eats the carrot. Yeah. And then then she the horse blows up. Have I taken that analogy too far? I think I probably have. <laughs> it would be a donkey. <laughs> do horses eat carrots? Yeah. Yeah, I think they do. Okay, all right. I've, I, I had a donkey in my head. Uh, so the the boys the boy too. Um, it sounds like you guys aren't gonna go see it, so maybe I won't. But it is only eighty six minutes long, the new one. So. <laughs> I know, but you can watch two movies to watch it. You've got to watch this first, aren't you? I just, I just want to see if the doll moves. It looks like it does. Uh, could, if you see it move, though. Could be a dream sequence. Or it could be a dream you're, sequence or some shit, though, eh? You see its head move, having moved. No, you actually see its head move. Like, I straight up want that fucking doll to move. <laughs> Is the boy on anything? It it it's got Amazon Prime written fucking all over it. Does the boy? Hmm. I wonder. But you can't. Yeah, you got to really fucking say it, it, it. It's it's in Eastern documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's available to rent on Prime. Ah, uh, yeah. All right, fine. What about Netflix? Talk about the Netflix. Nope. No, I'm sure I saw on Netflix. I've seen it somewhere. Yeah, but if it, if it, if it was on something, they'll probably taken it off when the boy two comes out. Mm. It is. Oh, it's, it's on four. four. It's on film four. Yeah. Oh, so it's on all four. It might be on all four, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's on film four at eleven ten on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, there you go then. That's so all weird. right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Just completely passed me by. Um, uh, okay, what else? What else have we got? Oh shit! What's that fucking Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan one that I WhatsApped you the link to the other day, Mark? Oh, fuck! I never, I never watched it. I forgot Where to watch it, it. I swear to God, it literally looks like they're going to be in the opening five minutes. They won't be in the rest of it, and they are top build. And and they're and they're on the front of the poster. Yeah. It's like 
Bravo Signature Entertainment, the distributor for the the, the UK release of whatever the fuck that thing is, because literally it looks like they are they are both imprisoned in the Tower of London, apparently, and it looks like they have a comedy fight at the start, and then the rest of the film takes place in China. But yeah, I Schwarzenegger turning up in random things like. He it, it just, it's like when he was in Killing Gunther, and he actually has quite a large part in Killing Gunther, and it's like, why? Why are you there? <laughs> You're Arnold Schwarzenegger. You don't need the money. No, that, that, that's the mental thing. He doesn't need the money. It's not even like it's exposure. But it's the same thing as, as Stallone turning up in weird stuff. It, it, I think it's just a little bit now that they'll, they'll you know, if the stunt coordinator that Stallone worked with on Cliffhanger goes, I'm making a movie. Stallone will go, yeah, I'll fucking do it. I'll do it for you, yeah. It uh, is... It'll turn up and it's like, what he meant was he's just filming his daughter's quinceanera. <laughs> and fucking Stallone's <laughs> starring in it. <laughs> but I mean, is it is it almost like people just don't ask Schwarzenegger because they don't think he's going to be interested because he's Schwarzenegger? But in fact... So few people ask him to do stuff that when they do, he just goes, yeah, all right, then why not? Yeah. You asked. Why not? I like <laughs> to keep busy. Yeah, it sounds can, fun. Can we shoot it five minutes away from my gym? Yeah. Like, it, it's... It, 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 it's the whole Sam Jackson thing. Uh, Sam Jackson said, I worked for 20 years and couldn't get roles and was having to rely on little pickup bits and people that I knew and bits like, like that and then all of a sudden I got everything thrown at me and so now if I like you I'll do it if I, if I either like the script or like the person making it I'll, I'll, I'll do it Fair enough. you know yeah. because if, if, if me being in that person's movie even if it's a shitty movie if that person's a good dude I want to help that person out yeah, no, quite. I mean, that's it's like him being in Spiral. It's just like you just imagine he'd be like, Chris Rock's asking me to do this bucket. Yeah, why not? Then go on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, the Green Knight. Oh yeah, fucking well on board for whatever mad fucking imagery shit this is. It's. A24 is so interesting because even when they tweeted out the trailer, they were like the the most A24 cast you could ever imagine. And as well, it, it is is this weirdly for a guy a, a guy who started an Oscar winning film, a, a Best Picture Oscar winning film ten years ago, and I, I'm pretty sure has been nominated for a Best Actor Academy Award. Is this the year that Dev Patel can be said to have broken out? <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's so like I I love that finally his agent is get, is getting him some fucking interesting shit. Yeah, because this is really this this just looks really fucking and it's a fucking great poster. Yeah, the post the poster's amazing. The last shot of the trailer is yes please it it. And it's interesting, I was listening to a podcast that David Lowry was on uh, a couple of weeks back and he was talking about the marketing for The Green Knight and saying, like, 
he's got a massive hand in all of the marketing for the film mm. um and it's just like if the marketing doesn't work you can actually blame me and <laughs> you know that's rare for like a filmmaker to say stuff you know something like that you know um it's he's a, um he's a really interesting filmmaker is david lowry yeah yeah um i another disney after this I want to. He was he was working on um, a new Peter Pan for it, yeah. a while, and I don't know whether he's still attached to that or not. Um, Pete's Dragon was fucking was good. Pete's Dragon was great, and a ghost story is fucking fantastic. Um, the old man and the gun is really good fun. Yeah. Um, like I, it's a, I mean, ain't them body saints. I'm I wasn't as big on, but I I still liked it. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm agree. I I, I I just feel like going back and rewatching that. It's I, I found it to be I want I wanted it to be a little bit better than it was, but I think I was expecting a different movie. If that makes sense. Sure. When I went when I started watching it, and I remember coming away from it after it, going, "All right, that was a lot more low key than I was expecting." It mm. looked fantastic and the acting was great, but it was a bit too. It, it was it wasn't what I was expecting. So I think maybe going in a few years removed from it and not exactly remembering the exact story, mm. going into that, but knowing Lowry as a filmmaker, that could be quite interesting. Yeah, totally, totally. It's um very very exciting trailer and. The fact that this is something to look forward to in the summer months is, because um, I think it's July, I want to say, um, just really, really interesting. Um, you know, if if we've got the Green Knight antenna in July, pretty fucking solid July. Um, yeah. I mean, I know the distributor over here, Entertainment, have already started tweeting out the trailer. Um, so they've obviously got some sort of pl- like a release plan for it already. So that's that's great. Um, well, just, just to say, um, mm. his Peter Pan apparently is still happening. It, it's the film he's making next. That's interesting because um, Ben Zeitland has done a Peter Pan reinvention, Wendy, uh, which is a Fox Searchlight film. So technically that's Disney now, and that's coming out in the next couple of months. I want to say. Um, so I don't know. It's like Peter Pan seems to be hot again all of a sudden. Um, yeah. I was quite interested about the Green Knight as well. Just just before we move on. Yeah, go on. Is David Lawrence doesn't make long movies. His movies are always quite. I don't think he's broke a hundred minutes mm-hmm. on a movie, which is really interesting for like a, a modern filmmaker when you've got somebody, for instance, because this is is going in a very similar slot as where they put Midsummer. And when you've got someone like Arias who can't rein in what he's doing or that's part of his whole oeuvre, I'm not entirely sure. Mm. So I have somebody like Larry who literally can go in and go, do you know what? I can tell a story in 95 minutes. It's quite refreshing. Yeah. To watch it, very green night now will be two and a half hours long. <laughs> but I will trust him with two and a half hours because I know I've watched him make something for 93 minutes that is fantastic. So I'm, I, I know that he can control that. And if he needs two and a half hours to tell a fucking story, he's got two and a half hours worth of story to tell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I very, 
very, very much trust David Lowry. Um, whatever he turns his hand to, I'm going to be interested um, at this point. But it, it helps that this trailer looks as good as it does. Mm. I, I couldn't say I didn't I watched this trailer. I, I, I probably never will. But uh, a trailer for a film called Cutthroat City. Um, and uh, Terrence Howard is in this movie. And he's sat, it, it, the, the little uh, thumbnail they've got, is Terrence Howard in a hat with like a peak brim on it. And I'm looking at it going, I know I can't take that movie seriously because of the way that Terrence Howard talks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, yep. the way that he's looking, I'm looking, and he's going to say something, I'm just going to go, oh, just... He sounds like a man whose puppies just died and he's trying, uh, he, 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 he works at a bank and he's trying to just get on with his job, but his puppies just died. <laughs> That's very yeah. specific. So you need to pay his checks in. Like, like, are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. Is that your current address? <laughs> That's Terrence Howard's voice. Yeah. Yeah. Man at the bank who's just trying to get through his day because his puppy died. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Um, so, oh um, I this film comes out in August. I've got a feeling that we're going to have some pretty big disagreements come August. Can I just say I like Tyler Dogs. Sorry. I like, really I like Tyler Dogs. Yes, but this is very much more in the vein of. Yeah. Pink Hotel one. Uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel, you fucking. Uh, I, I, I was going to go with Cretin, but I thought that was probably a bit hard. Philistine was what I was going, which was what I uh, meant. But you know, uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, Slapped her on the face. <laughs> I am really, really looking forward to the French Dispatch because it looks like the most Wes Anderson thing Wes Anderson has ever Wes Andersoned. And I'm sure that it's going to make Mark's brain itch and probably Becky's as well. And that's. I think I like Wes Anderson movies. Yeah, you do actually. We had a conversation about this. It was before all the French Dispatch stuff came out. Mm. We had, a, we had a disagreement about with Anderson, didn't we? Yeah. About something. I can't remember how it, how it, how it came on. I, I, I even liked Grand Budapest. It, it's a bit too silly at points. And the, my issue with the French Dispatch is that it looks like it's even sillier. But it's got a good cast. And it's and I generally like Wes Anderson movies, so I'll, I'll give it a go. But it just... Does, does Zany like the stuff that he used to do, where it's everyone's just a little bit quirky, and then there's just plain dumb? which Grand Budapest veered into at points, just silly. Um, and I, I, I don't do well with silly. Well, I do do well with Anderson silly, and I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. Mark, what do you think? <sighs> I, I, I honestly, it's, it's one of those things, it's not for me. And I feel like it would be... It would be mean spirited for me to to shit all over it, which it, it's just not for me. I will go into it going, do you know what? Try and be entertained and try and just get on with it. Um, and I, I genuinely would go into it hoping to like it. Because I go into every single movie hoping to like them. Um, and with this, I'm going, right, 
I, I actually quite like all the cast in it. Um, it. It does look like it's going to irritate the shit out of me. <laughs> um, because it looks like the Hamptons in summer had a fucking drama competition. Um, but, do you know what? Fuck it. It, it, it might work. The thing is, if it's if it's silly with a purpose and a direction, I'm fine with that. No, I'd say it's silly with zero purpose and zero direction more than purpose. Wow. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it, it looks it looks decent enough from the trailer. It's, you can't really tell an awful lot, can you? But it's um, it, it just it's very much more. Grand Budapest than like his earlier stuff. Weirdly, because your favourite um, Anderson movie is Darjeeling Limited, isn't it? I love the Darjeeling Limited. Which, yeah. which is kind of like the cross between, is the cross, the, like the crossing point mm. of where it, he went from being Rushmore and um, Royal Taylor Bounds um, to being more veered towards the this slightly zania mm. aspect rather than the eccentric aspect well that's what i mean though darjeeling limited is, is is daft at points it is silly at points but it, it knows where it wants to end up and everything's sort of on mm. that path whereas grand budapest for me there was just silly for silly's sake in it and it bothered me i'm i, I i'm interested to do a little bit of a Oh, we're gonna do a an Andersonathon. I am literally interested to do a bit of a, a, a retrospective on, on Anderson but pre this. Yeah. Yeah. Fair dues. Just to see if I've been unnecessarily just miserly about it. I think probably that is the case. It, 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 there's every chance it could be. So I, I, I am willing to to give it a go, with the exception possibly of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fantastic Mr. Fox is really good. But it can fuck right off. Oh, what's that fucking creepy one he did with kids? Moonlight Kingdom. Yeah, that's not good. That's creepy. We might skip that one. Philistines. Philistines. <laughs> I'm re- I'm really fucking looking forward to it. Cast looks great. Big fan of changing aspect ratios. Um, I, I did I did notice that as Darty as well, like the change aspect ratios and things. <laughs> You get that and some big fucking text on screen. Um, you you which got you me. Know you're gonna get. Which I know I'm gonna get. You know, yeah. it's uh, very much here for it, as they say. Um, okay. So as I crashed into the cold, dark water of the Pacific, I realized a few things. A, I have no idea where I'm going. B, salt water stings. See, I shouldn't even be on this planet right now, but I am. Why? Because you shot me. I know. You shot me! All right, I heard you the first time. You don't have to pile it on. Good grief. I'm wet. I'm cold. There's a fish on my head. And clearly, I'm not going to be able to do this on my own. All right, get in the truck. Really? You're going to help me? I guess it is a little bit my fault that all this is happening to you. Not a little bit, entirely. It is entirely your okay, fault. It's entirely my fault. Are you coming? Yes. So let's move on. Let's talk about Sonic the Hedgehog, which is directed by a man called Jeff, whose surname escapes me. Fowler. Fowler, thank you very 
much. Um, and stars uh, Ben Schwartz as the voice of Sonic. Uh, James Marsden, who is credited on the poster, is not on the poster, which makes me laugh every time I see it. Um, Jim Carrey, uh, Neil McDonough for one scene. Um, but um, Andrew Jones pointed out on Twitter, he gets his own title card at the end. Good for Neil McDonough. Uh, Tika Sumter and others. Uh, so it's the story of an alien hedgehog called Sonic who um, lives on an alien planet. A giant owl is his mentor and he's being chased by some sorts of beasts who I could see Dr. Robotnik maybe teaming up with in the sequel um, to get Sonic. Sonic travels to Earth to be safe, where he befriends James Marsden's character, uh, and Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik is uh, on their heels, I suppose. Um, I made it sound way more complicated than it is. (laughs) Um, Becky... Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, yeah, it's it, it's it's really good fun. It's um, there's so many nice little nods to like the older audience members that will have played the games and things like that. Um, the bits of music, the fact that when he sort of crashes to the floor after falling off that high rise, he, all these rings ping out of him and are like clinking around everywhere. Um, it, so there's enough to kind of fan service the gamers but it, it at its heart it's a kids film and it's a really good kids film I think it's it's easy enough to follow if you haven't played the games and you're like eight so it, I think it does it, it, it sort of handles both of those aspects really well um I think Jim Carrey was great in it there was moments at the start where when he first came on where I was like is this going to be a touch cringy now that he's obviously he's older and he's he's done more serious stuff and then to see him go back to doing that is a bit jarring to start off with but then mm. it, it it really works the more you get into it and the last shot of him on that fucking planet where his mustache is all dr robotnik and he's shaved his head and he's talking to agent stone and just lobbing him around it's just fucking great um i liked the fact that when he was in in the final battle, um, obviously in the game when you're playing it to beat Doctor Robotnik, you have to jump onto the top of his ship and and get him that way until he's then not in the ship and then you can beat him. And that was yeah. done the same in the film. I, I I love the little touches like that. Um, I meant to say I almost shit myself playing The Last of Us yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Which bit? It was just, it was relatively early on. Um, yeah. It's like um, Joel's with Ellie and uh, Tess. Um, and they're, you know, that building that's like, t- like the one building, like tall building, it's kind of like knocked into the other one. They got to get past that to get to the, the Capitol building. Yeah. Um, it was just one of the clicker encounters around there. I had my headphones on. Yeah. And but I was just being proper, like fucking. I don't need to do the jowls here, in I'm just gonna go around and shiv the fuckers. And I was I was just coming up behind one, 
and then one just launched up behind me and then it did that whole kind of like death animation where it like launches into him and i had a fart brewing at the time right and as soon as it launched at me and the image changed to the the kind of the death animation i farted and i swear very very close to following through (laughs) nice I don't think I can do The Last of Us 2. Oh, you'll be fine. I don't I don't know. I if it was human if it was if I knew it was gonna be like seventy five percent human opponents, twenty five percent clickers, I think I could deal with that. Yeah. But I don't know if it is gonna be that. And obviously it's five years after The Last of Us, so the clickers are gonna be devolved into fucking horrible things even further. Mm. Um and yeah. And also, to be fair, the storytelling in those that game is fucking phenomenal. Like the playing as Joel's daughter at the beginning yeah. to start with. Yeah. Just fucking ah, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure I can do it, but I just I I just thought I wanted to tell you both that and the audience that I literally nearly shit myself playing a game last night. Um. It's Mark. not the bit when you're in that building where you have to drop down into that room, is it? Um, it, oh, no, what it is, it's where you've just been separated. So um, you're going through some things and then like there's a bunch of rubble comes down and Tess and Ellie are like uh, separated. Yeah. And you've got yeah, to yeah, find yeah. your way around. Yeah, and you've got to go through all the rooms and there's yeah. like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just literally i know it sounds fucking pathetic but it was just like the game got me i was just like i'm on my own (laughs) this is scary is it good playing it through headphones rather than just through the tv i've never tried that fucking terrifying i might give that a go yeah the audio like it it makes the audio design shine i'll say that like where the rain and where like and whatnot like when ellie's like I'm outside. I've never been outside before, and you can just hear the rain all around you. It's mm. very, very effective. Um, Can't use uh, Bluetooth headphones, though, can you? Not with the PS4, no. Um, I I've got a wireless headset that has a Bluetooth adapter, um, which I recommend. But to be fair, just plugging in some headphones into the joypad will work work well enough. Yeah. I, 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 I tell you what, also plays well uh, with headphones. Go on. Doom. <laughs> I will get on it, I promise. When's Last of Us 2 out? May. Oh, just in time for my birthday. It literally is in time for our wedding anniversary. Oh, amazing. Mm. Happy anniversary, bitch. Go to bed and wants to play my game. Yeah. <laughs> so you in the cinema there? Why? Uh, no <laughs> Mark, Doom just for an hour. If you don't. To be fair, if you don't like that game after 20 minutes, just shut it off. Tell me, and I'll never talk about it again. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I will re-download it. it. Have you played any more of Resident Evil 2? Nope. <laughs> Is that because of the Stompy Man? It's a scary game. <laughs> anyway, it's a scary game. <laughs> Speaking of almost shitting yourself, Mark, what did you think of Sonic the Hedgehog? And I was very close. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, the a key criticism that I've, I've read about it is, oh yeah, but it's just a kids' movie. 
Uh, yeah, that's the point. It's about a blue fucking hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I like the fact that it, it's a kids' movie because yeah. do you know what? It's weird. It's a fucking kids' movie. Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be a kids' movie. It's a kids' game. And if the thing is, if you if you like Sonic um, and you've got a darker version of Sonic, things like that, you'd be looking at it going, well, that doesn't come across in the game. Yeah. Um, it's um, I think Ben Schwartz is, is really fun as Sonic. Um, I think James Marsden, in a similar vein to what you got with Jason Lee when he did the first uh, Chipmunks movie, he's very on board with it, and seems he's like really good in it. And seems like he's really enjoying it, and he's not. You don't get the usual him being sniffy to the character. No, he's fully bought in. He, he's fully bought in the character, and he fully buys into the idea of um, and, and just helping this this weird little blue alien out. Um, you said that Carrie, you were always a little bit nervous as to right. Well, in this one, he doesn't look robotic-y. So yeah. how how's that going to work in the real world? And what they basically do is they go, do you know what? Let's not really change him. Let's have him be really fucking weird and acknowledge that he's really fucking weird. He's a bit like character-wise. He's a little bit like that character in um, the Frighteners. Oh. Um, Shit, what's his name? I can't remember. I mean, I mean yeah, but yeah. The agent. The, yeah. Let me find, find out. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Uh, there's a lot of... There's, there's good gags in it. There's good yeah. visual gags in it. And it doesn't rely on being... Sometimes you get stuff like this will rely on having, oh, look, nudge, nudge, there's a joke for the adults. It doesn't do that. <laughs> it just goes for, do you know what we're going to show on the slapstick? Yeah. And slapstick is funny. Slapstick is my jam. Um, so yeah, I, I I had a blast with it. There, there's some good visual gags, and it's 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 what you'd hope a Sonic movie would be. What do you think? Ian? Um, for DX, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Wow. So, um, I will say, I how are your kidneys? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll get into it. I will say first off, just before I forget, just just if any anyone listening to this does work for Cineworld or any anything, I just want to say thank you very much for being very understanding about giving us complimentary tickets because we couldn't make the 4DX showing yesterday because of the flooding in the area. Um, like it, Donna did not want me to risk driving into town, and the trains were fucked. Um, I will just say is like I don't think anybody listening is from the the Ponty area or anywhere that like hopefully anywhere affected by Storm Dennis. But if they are, like if there's anybody like living locally and there's anything I can do to help, please do please do reach out. But um, fucking horrible flooding around here. But I just want to say thank you very much to um, Cineworld for being understanding and just going yeah it's fine we'll swap your tickets. They didn't have to do that. Um, and it was nice that their social media people were, were so kind as to do that. So, um, yes. Anyway, made my daughter very happy because I did not want to spend another £15 going to see it in the moving seats. So the fact, like, but she really wanted to see it in the moving seats. So now 4DX Sonic is probably the most value for money 4DX you'll ever fucking get. Uh, um like my chair barely stopped moving throughout the entire fucking thing. Um, and it fit 
really well. You know, it was like when he was going fast and the wind machine was going and the seats were moving and whatnot. It's I've I've warmed up to 4DX. I think it was just the fact that the first film I saw in it was The Magnificent Seven, which is not a film that screams almost like theme park attraction inside a cinema. It, you know, it doesn't. Sonic the Hedgehog, on the other hand, he's going fast and like he's like speak like so when it starts with that kind of like the flash forward of Robotnik and Sonic in the city. Yeah. Like it was just whirring around all over the place. Then when he's in the Green Hill Zone at the start, still going and it just keeps on going. Whenever they were in the car, the seat was just lightly kind of like vibrating away like you were in the car. Like there, there was a lot of effort put into that 4DX programming. Um, and I really appreciated it in all honesty. Um, in terms of the film itself, first off, in the Sega logo at the start, they one of those little panels of games was showing Yakuza. And if they want to do a Yakuza game, I am massively, massively, yes, please. Um, Mark, by the way, Another yep. game you'll never play, but I'm telling you, you should. Um, Yakuza Kiwami. Um, it's a remake of a game called Yakuza from, uh, I think, like 10 years ago. And it's very reminiscent of Sleeping Dogs, which I know you liked. Yeah. Um, but it's fucking massive. And there are mini games where you sing karaoke and like there's like you could watch like japanese porn and shit in it um i just i think you'll like it because of those two reasons specifically but it's also a, a like a gangster epic uh, yakuza kawami yakuza kawami k-i-w-a-m-i i think it's on sale on psn at the moment what did you say it's similar to uh sleeping dogs Oh, you fucking love that, didn't you? I fucking love Sleeping Dogs. It's not as actiony. It's more. It's more of an RPG. But like the the sense of place, it, it's in in the kind of like the city that it's in, is great. Um, and if you like the game, there's like five others. Um, another game came out last year set in the same universe, Judgment which is also I, I've been I've played a bit of that and that's fun too. Um yeah, I think you would enjoy it. But anyway, I want a Yakuza film, please. Anyway, Sonic the Hedgehog, I'm tangenting like no one's business. I'm so sorry. Sonic the Hedgehog. I know what you mean about Jim Carrey, Becky. It took me a scene or two to click in. Hmm. Um but I by the time he did that random dance and the bit where like the <laughs> the skiing was projected in and then the dinosaur and it, it was just like did Jim Carrey just turn up to set and just say I want to try something one day <laughs> um, just like he's, he's not operating on the same plane of, of existence as anyone else and I don't mean Robotnik I mean Jim Carrey um, but He's fully like, and all the cast, everyone's really, really dialed in. Like, yeah, like, everyone, everyone leans into it, don't they? Instead of yeah, yeah, they all know what they're there for. 
they're, they're all taking it quite like quite seriously and i i yeah i mean like you guys said earlier on it's it's a kid's film I mean, the, the fact that the big criticism, like I saw someone saying, like, oh, you know, using the um, time slow down stuff from X-Men Days of Future Past and the kind of like the. Um, so here I am. How did I get into this situation? Well, I need, to think, you know, it's. Yeah, can, fair can enough. I, can I point something out? Mm. The time slowed down thing from X-Men Days of Future Past is a blatant ripoff of the episode of Futurama where Fry spends his $500 on 500 cups of coffee. Yeah. And when he hits his $500 cup of coffee, time moves in slow motion. Yeah. And he gets every out of the burning building. Yeah. So yeah. What, what I'm, not, I'm not saying that, that. What I'm saying is blaming something for aping on something else or using an idea that's already been used isn't necessarily something ripping something off. It's just... It's a thing. It's a thing. But, I mean, like... It's just that's some low hanging fruit. And like my Lottie, massive fan, massive fan of X Men Days of Future Past. Like, yeah, she's seen that thing like twenty times already. You know, she, <laughs> she, she, she obviously turned. I, I bet she turned right at the start of it and went. I mean, this is basically just Deadpool in a dad. Yeah, no, no, exactly. You know, I mean, uh, massive, massive fan. Yeah, it, it's just, just fuck off. It's a kids' film. Yes, all right. They're going for a family audience, and I had a I had a perfectly good fucking time watching Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm not going to say it's a masterpiece or anything, but would I watch another one? Yes, oh, I yeah. bloody well would. Um, I was well excited when Tails turned up at the end. Oh my god, Lottie lost her fucking mind. <laughs> I, was, I was about halfway through it, going, I really hope this movie makes a, a, a load of money because I want to watch the sequel. Yeah. That, that that's it and you know they could do some interesting things with the sequel get robotnik teamed up with some mental bastard animals from another from another universe you know what i mean like let's let's go let's somehow get the casino stage in there somehow you know let, let let's just go balls out and the thing is now that this one's made the money that it has i think they will like they're 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 gonna go big on the next one i think um you know, and it was it was a gamble. Jim Carrey is Doctor Robotnik, a Sonic that had to be redesigned from like pretty much the ground up in less than a year. You know, and I mean they only I, I think they only had to delay it like three months. I mean that's that's pretty impressive. Um, and I mean like that. But by the way, the I wonder, I wonder whether at, towards the end where like it looks like he's dead and then he kind of like recharges. I almost wonder whether the character design now is what he was going to look like at the end of this film. And it was uh, all. I don't mean, it, yeah. Like an upgraded character. Yeah. And it was almost like, yeah. Like, cause like it did seem to give the impression that like that had never happened to him before. And he'd like recharged the quill energy and was like now like a new improved version of him. Hmm. And I, I just, I, I wonder, maybe not, but I mean, it, you do look back at it now going like, this film honestly would have lost something if they had that old character design. Yeah. yeah. Like, it just, 
he would not be nearly as endearing. The whole aspect of him being alone and having to keep running. When you look like that old character model, yeah, man, run. You look fucking hideous. <laughs> Hello. Oh, now, Lottie, come here for a minute, minute babe. So. You understand this, you? Sorry. I just said what? You can talk. You can talk out loud. I just swore in front of you, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. I didn't realise that you were here. <laughs> Sorry. So, lots. I'm going to put the headphones on you for a second. It's okay. We're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. I could hear the speaker. Uh, okay. Now, um, I just want to ask you some questions, lots. Okay. Now, Mark and Becky are, 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 on, are on the other end of the headphones. Hi, lots. Hiya. Now. What was your reaction when you saw Tails at the end? Like, what? <laughs> you were very excited, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And do you think that Sonic the Hedgehog was made for kids like you? Um, like seven-year-olds and six-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think it was made for a 35-year-old? <laughs> Be honest. Um... Um, a 35-year-old would like it, um, but it was kind of made for, um, like, little kids. Yeah. That's brilliant, Lots. Thank you very much. That's, that's what I, that's, that was exactly what I was hoping you'd say. But you, you liked it, didn't you? Yeah, you, you had to say yes, they, they can't see you. Yeah. 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 Do you want to go now? No. Oh, you don't want to go? Uh, what do you want to talk about? Okay, maybe not. What? I, he just went through rings and he lost them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that part and I was like... Shocked, shocked face. She's doing a shocked face. Shocked face. It, it's good. It's, it's good because it's bits like the game, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, she's gone. Lots, could you grab me a couple of um, beers out of the fridge, please? How many? (laughs) (laughs) The alcohol in them. Okay, I'm just just asking how many. Okay. Because they still might have a bit of sugar in them. They might still have a bit of sugar in them. You're right. Oh, you do do try to take care of me, don't you, kid? Um, (laughs) uh, All right, careful down the stairs. So, okay, so... I, I didn't hear any of what you guys were saying to her, by the way, but thank you. Um, I, I, I suppose the, the point I'm trying to make there, this film is for people like her. It's mm. not It's not for Captain Film Twitter looking to shit on the latest release. No. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it, you know, and it's so there, there you go. I totally swore in front of her and she knows the fact that she actually knows the f words a swear word is something i didn't think she knew what the f word was at all so uh i'll have to watch she'll be all right yeah no yeah um yeah so i don't know that was just a really long way of trying to say that i enjoyed the hell out of it also the action was really well handled as well like it would have been easy for it to be too chaotic but you can follow everything yeah Oh, I got like you know like when she gives in the trainers. Yeah. I got a little bit emotional at that. 
it, 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 it's just a, a really well thought out movie. Mm. You know, well constructed and well put together, and you, you can tell it's people going right. Well, just like um, just called Green Hills. Little, just got a clever nods like that, and then electronic music comes in. Not right from the beginning, but comes in towards the end. Mm. A bit like that. Oh, and the um, the logo when it's the rings instead of the stars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like again, that got that, that got that got a reaction in our cinema where some kid actually turned round to his his mate or his his dad or something and went, "Oh, that's so cool." <laughs> and I thought, I have literally just said that to Becky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it just isn't that great. I I I don't know. It's just family films seem to be rarer and rarer. Like Marvel films are, you know, are are something. Um, but not. I mean, not for kids of Lottie's age. You know, I mean, like we tried her on Captain Marvel, and Donna had to take her out because she was just kind of bouncing off the walls. Um, so like family films that can be enjoyed by adults but like equally if not more so enjoyed by five and six year olds yeah well you know the thing is i've seen so far this year at the cinema i've seen turn the hedgehog and i've seen play with fire two movies that are primarily aimed at kids yeah um and there's that new david batista film oh my spy yeah do you know what I'm going to go and see that. Mm-hmm. Quite happily. Because it looks funny. <laughs> it looks like something I can watch and go, this is dumb, but do you know what? I've killed two hours on a Sunday morning and I've actually thoroughly enjoyed myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's... I'm glad it's done as well as it has. Um, and just really intrigued to see what they what they do with the next one i mean th- this one it looked like it cost a fair bit of money but not an insane amount of money mm. um and it, you know if they wanted if they wanted to chuck some more cg environments into the next one i wouldn't say no it was a shame that literally all you saw of the green hill zone was pretty much what was in the trailers um you know i mean like i i want to see sonic like go around loop the loops and shit. Yeah, yeah. I like th- 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 yes, please. I want to see him again. The casino zone. I want to see him bounce off like pinball bumpers and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> like let's let, let's go. Let's have Robotnik trap Sonic in a giant casino themed pinball death trap. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> the thing is, you probably not. The thing is with this. You're probably not going to get a third movie out of it. I don't know. There's plenty of story there in the games and the book. I think that you've got you've got to capture on something quickly. Mm. And putting for a third, mate, what is it? So I reckon you go all in and risk it. Yeah. And go fucking mental. Go big or go fucking home. <laughs> and if you go big and it's a success, boom. If you go big and it, it, it doesn't land, you sort of made the money because people will have gone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they, I suppose they do need to be careful because Paramount themselves were involved in the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles films from a few years back, mm. where 
the first one like kind of surprised everyone in how well it did and then the second one surprised everyone in how not well it did despite the fact that it had tyler perry in it which is is supposed to be a recipe for success i mean it is in my book um i mean god fucking hell tyler perry was in the teenage mutant ninja turtles sequel like that guy um so that's the thing like they they need to get the second one out within two years yeah you wait three years you've waited too long like they they need to push the button pretty quickly on this they go mental and if that works they just fuck they just i don't even know what they do in the third one but it'll be incredible i i reckon i reckon the next one um will be out in around that this time or around christmas time not 2020 2021 mm. Mm. Oh, what was that film you saw a trailer for that was advertising for 2021 oh the wow oh, that was fat monster fat monsters having fights yeah monster rumble yeah was that trailer in yours what no was it called Monster Rumble or something like that? It's just called Rumble, maybe. Yeah. Advertised for... We found it. Yeah. It says 2020 on it. Expected 5th of February 2021. Yeah. Expected 5th of February 2021. It's about monsters um, in That's world it. wrestling. Oh, in a world where monsters are tame and monster wrestling is a popular sport, Winnie seeks to follow in her father's footsteps as a... Yeah, okay. Yeah, it comes out in the US January 29, 2021. Yeah. I mean, and there was a trailer for that. Because it's Ben Schwartz. Yeah, but... there's a trailer for it. Oh, Ben Schwartz, Schwartz is in it, is he? Yeah. yeah. That's the only reason I think they'd show it, but still, why so far in advance? Also, I don't think Ben Schwartz to be the name of this country. Well, no, but uh, it's, it's weird. That's weird, yeah. I will say as well, Ben Schwartz has been doing a lot of press in the gaming media for this uh, for this film, and um, watching him watch a guy do a Sonic t- uh, a Sonic speed run while asking the guy a shit ton of questions, which the guy is obviously getting more and more frustrated about, is quite a fun half an hour or so. Um, <laughs> It's like he's like the guy's time that he manages to beat it in is like 20 minutes longer than his previous best. And um, yeah, I, I don't think that guy was quite uh, expecting that. And he also asks the guy just during it, like, what are your thoughts on death? Like, do, is there anything after it? Because I don't think there, there there is anything. And the guy just does not know what the fuck to say. I, I, do, I really like Ben Schwartz as a as an actor as a performer he's got a real he's got a really good energy about him he's got a really fun kind of deadpan vibe um and i i, I don't remember seeing him, sorry but, uh, i don't remember seeing i'm just looking for the name of the film uh, that i've never seen him in i haven't watched him in any of the tv stuff in because i don't really watch tv mm. um but he was in a movie i don't want that it wasn't night school he was in a movie a few years ago called i'm finding it i will find it eventually he's good in that uh this is where i leave you uh come on coffee town uh it's like a real like low budget uh movie 
uh, comedy that's actually really quite a lot of fun. I would recommend people track down if you can. Okay. Ben Platt plays, plays an, an inept um, police officer. Nice. Who literally can't stop his own police car to see him crashing into shit. Nice. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to... Definitely not shit. Oh, definitely not shit, yeah. Definitely not shit, yeah. yeah. It's a good film. Our audience poll was less nice. Uh, definitely not shit, 50%. Touching cloth, 25%. And shit, 25%. Okay. All right, fair enough. Um, So, moving on. You like the 1980s, don't you? Of course you do. We all do. But have you ever wondered why that decade was the way it was? Have you ever wished there was somewhere you could go to get past the usual day-glow sentimentality? To try and understand 1980s pop culture in a more social, political and historical context? Because if so... It sounds to me like you're ready to go beyond the aesthetics, beyond the nostalgia. Welcome to Beyond the Neon. Beyond the Neon is the podcast that dares to pull over the Testarossa, eject the Wham cassette, and take off the Wayfarers. If you're looking for retro reviews of Back to the Future, The Goonies, or John Hughes movies, you will not find find that here. If you're looking for top 10 lists of A-Team episodes, Nintendo games, or Stranger Things references, you will will not find find that that here. If you're looking for long, boring introductions, Squarespace ads, or Patreon begging, you you will will not not find find that that here. here. Because Beyond the Neon, we do things a little differently. In each documentary-style episode, I look at one area of 1980s popular culture and break it right down. And each episode features academic insight, guest contributions and interviews, as well as clips plumbed from the depths of the 1980s cultural void. Well, YouTube, mainly YouTube. To help illustrate the wonderful, perplexing, terrifying, joyous and utterly thrilling world of 1980s pop culture. Beyond the Neon might not be as regular as other 1980s podcasts, but that's because Beyond the Neon isn't like other 1980s podcasts. Subscribe to the show today and check out all past episodes by visiting beyondtheneon.co.uk The Mulberry Boys every Friday night on the show you better know they keep it tight ETL is back and the Jstrom's in the zone introduce the co-host he doesn't do it alone PCZ is about to hold court you know he's on the headset you can hear him snort pop culture movies tv shows and games rotten tomatoes reviews news and blu-rays foggy don't play around he will bust a drop fast welcome to the entertainment landfill podcast the jason and steven show it's the jason and steven show what the jason and steven show it's the jason and steven show Okay, guys, listen. The escape pods are gone, and the sub is out of order. And we're not getting any more radio signals. And the structure of the Kepler is totally unsound. Captain, there better be a good punchline, because the setup is... So weak. Weak. We go for the Roebuck. The Roebuck? (laughs) It's a mile down and a mile that way. What are you talking about? Yeah. How would we even get that? We walk. We what? Walk. 
So we just go in the pitch black and we walk without knowing where we're going with insufficient oxygen. That's the plan? That's the plan. Everybody down with that? Nora, you okay with that? The suits can't be down there that long, you know that. Not everyone here is an experienced diver and... That we never know. I, I'm not trying to be... Can you just admit we might die doing that? Yeah. But can you admit that we might live doing this? Uh, in the, I, I, I think the spirit of positivity that the show seems to be um, doing after the French dispatch debacle. Um, Underwater, directed by William Eubank, starring uh, Kristen Stewart, uh, uh, Vincent Cassell, uh, T.J. Miller, John Gallagher Jr. Um, yeah, uh, that'll, that'll do that. Um, so, um, doesn't doesn't uh, fuck about this film. Um, oh. It, it starts what I thought was a dream sequence, but no, um, they're deep underwater in this kind of like research station and um, like something happens outside and water starts coming in. Christian Stewart like and a gang of survivors trying to get out and uh, being menaced by some uh, mysterious beasties. Um, Mark underwater thoughts um really really surprised based on the the cast uh and the vibe of the movie that not surprised that it hasn't made that much money because it, it literally it, it it came out uh with a whimper rather than a bang um but surprised that more has been made of it it's it, it's fantastic it, it, it really shocked me how good it is I, for a start off, I really like stuff set in water because it terrifies me and the sea terrifies me. So having that added element um, in that um, straight away, uh, it makes me, it, it adds a level of tension to me uh, straight away. Like you were saying there, Ian, I think one of the comments I made to, to you about it uh, was when I was saying, you know, I think you'd really like it, is it, 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 it drops you straight in the shit. Mm. Um, which is fantastic about it. When you've got dripping water on what is essentially a submarine station, you yeah. know you're fucked. Yeah, you? and the fact that the minute that starts dripping, Christopher Stewart literally just goes, fuck. Yeah. Um, it's, casts are all fantastic in it, and it's got a, it's got a believable energy to it, mm. in terms mm. of, uh, none of the characters react, none of them go hysterical, or anything, uh, none of them do anything that is beyond what you believe they can do, or anything like that. Um, and um, it, everyone does things that you would think, do you know what? That is how you'd react in that situation, yeah. That is how you'd react in that situation. Um, it looks fucking great as well. And it's, I know it was all our time, um, but there's a moment where I, I think I literally grabbed onto you, didn't I, Bex, and went. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a few where I just grabbed hold of you because I was scared. Um, but there was a moment, yeah, the moment where um, Chitu literally fucking arrives and you're like, oh, fucking hell. is <laughs> <laughs> magnificent. It's, it, it's one of the best monster movies we've had in a long, long time. Nice. Thanks. I leaned over to you at that bit and went, Motherfucking kaiju. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, no, I, I I loved it. I've I've been quietly excited about this film since the first 
sort of trailer came out. It's I, I like Kristen Stewart. I find her an interesting screen pres- presence, and I like T.J. Miller, and it makes me sad that he's cancelled. Um, it does remind you in this movie how how, how charismatic yeah, he is, which he is. I know doesn't excuse his questionable behaviour. No, has been a bit of a prat. Um, but but yeah, he he is. A, <laughs> he's a lot of fun he's in this really movie. really good in this, yeah. Um, Vincent Cassell's really good. Standard. Standard. Um, but yeah, it's just it, it keeps the tension up really well. It's it, it it's a relatively stupid premise if you look at it on paper, but it works and it feels real and believable. Um, and yeah, some of the sort of actiony sort of set pieces, they just they're just really well done. I mean, I know we keep coming back to it, but that initial one where. She's just showering and getting herself sorted and then she feels the water dripping and then the whole world just fucking collapses around her and she's running. That is brilliantly shot. Um, and yeah, it's a compelling story and it's very, very good. John Gallagher Jr. should be in more. Which one's he? Um, he's one of the um, tech guys. He's the... dragged around a lot because he's... Yeah. Yes. I, I said, literally, he's the dude, right? That isn't T.J. Miller on Vincent Cassell. <laughs> Not any cast. Yeah. That's a fair point. <laughs> but I, yeah. I like the fact that like Kristen Stewart's character's got this, you know, she's got this relatively awful, like, sad backstory. But it's just, it's she says it, and it's moved on from. She doesn't like. It's not as well. No. She doesn't have a breakdown about it. No. She still remains being a. She's a badass. Yeah. She's 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 like she's the Ripley of the whole thing without ever being a bit of a twat like Ripley can be. (laughs) Yeah, and she actually manages to play nice, like a nice person. I think she's fantastic. Yeah, she is. Yeah, uh, I I agree. It's Kristen Stewart does. She's got a really nice way of being kind of like dryly sarky funny but when she says stuff and she means it she sells that really well as well um and it's an interesting combination but i mean it's like the way she phrases stuff as well that kind of feels like her like there's a bit where they're dragging him and having a conversation and she's the the girl's talking about how she loves the guy and then christian stewart just says like that's really cool and out of the mouth of any other actress, you would think, oh, that's a sarcastic remark. That's weird. It's but no. Flip, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just really genuine. It's just Christian Stewart going, that's really cool. Yeah. And I, 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 yeah. She's fucking great. I mean, like, she was really good in Charlie's Angels as well. And it, she does some really interesting work. And it's sad that her return to more mainstream cinema has not gone that well, it box box office wise. So, do you know what? Fuck it. Whatever, whatever she's gonna do next, whatever. I'm on board. Like, good. She's she's. I don't know. She's on on the side of the angels. I think is Kristen Stewart generally. So, good for her. Um, film itself. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's short sharp like ride that just gets started and excuse me barely fucking lets up um i 
straight up for it was a secret almost like lovecraft adaptation towards the end i i'm um, basically william eubank has said it basically is yeah i mean like it was like like i don't know much about lovecraft but the whole cthulhu thing 100 percent thought it was going in that direction uh, um, yeah uh, um, after shooting the film, the director decided to design the alpha creature based on Cthulhu. Mm. And it's fucking horrifying. <laughs> you know, well, it's terrifying. Yeah, I but mean, that. Things... What is when they're all the little ones stuck up into like its foot or whatever the fuck it is that it lifts off? Yeah. Or oh, grim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, it's. I, I just. I, I, it, from a reductive point of view, the kind of like alien, but it's underwater thing. It's not. It's not that. There is definitely. There are definitely production design nods to the Nostromo and uh, whatnot, you know, it, it's which feel loving. It doesn't feel like a ripoff. But mm. what I fucking loved about it was just the way that it did make that far down underwater feel like a completely different planet. It 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 was absolutely otherworldly and claustrophobic as fuck. Um really just really tense for a great deal of the runtime some horrible deaths in it as well like tj miller's death is rank oh yeah like just yeah like horrible fucking death um and yeah it's oh just considering the fact that it, it basically pardon the pun sunk without a trace um I was really surprised by just how fucking good a creature feature it was. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it basically it got it got dumped because it got caught up in the the Disney acquiring Fox thing. Yeah, and so it was it was finished up like about a year ago. Yeah, and so but then Fox didn't want to pump the money in to release it um, because. They were like, right, we're putting everything on pause at the moment because this deal is going through. The yeah. deal then kept on not stalling, but took a little bit longer than people than, than, than both companies had hoped it was going to. Mm. And what happened was this movie ended up losing all its momentum yeah. because it was kind of stuck in limbo. And then Fox had at least it, and Disney were like, ah, do you know what? Fuck it. We we we, we just don't know what to do with this. Mm. Um, we've already got a few other ones that we're a little bit unsure of what to do with. Do you know what? Let's just fucking dump it here. There you go. Go, go out there. It's such a shame. You know, it, it's been paid for. It's it, it's insignificant. Doesn't matter to us. It's a sh- it, it's a really good film. It is, and it's 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 going to end up being, I think, similar to something like Event Horizon. Yeah. That's not going to cause any kind of splash pun intended um, <laughs> at the time but then gradually over years it's going to just become something that's revered as being a classic of its genre did, did Event Horizon not land well? no it's big on video I think was Event Horizon uh, Event Horizon found its place on, on, on VHS um, it was deemed to be um, derivative and uh, too loud I think was a big criticism of it too loud. Yeah, a, a huge criticism of I could, I could get that. Um, was yeah, 60 million and it made less than 30. Um, wow. And 1987 as well. It's magnificent. Um, but yeah, it was deemed to be um, 
so many people complained about how loud the film was. It is orally intense. Yeah. Is Event Horizon, in fairness. I mean, loud is an interesting way of putting it, but there's a lot going on in the sound design of Event Horizon. I could see people being wigged out by that. I, I, I genuinely believe, I genuinely think, I, I'm, I'm, that, I hope I'm not making this up, but that um, it was either, it was, it was either Roger Eva or um, Van Allen said that it was that uh, it was impossible to understand on what was going on because it was just too damn loud. I think there's different cuts of it though as well, isn't there? Um, Event Horizon, no, there's there's like a mythical director's cut which like had a lot more of the kind of like the uh, footage that, it's, from. It's not mythical. It, it, it exists. We've got it. Yeah. What? Yeah, it, it came out on a special edition DVD. Hang on, what? Yeah, uh, a special edition DVD that is literally the Event Horizon. In a sexy box, isn't it? In a sexy box. Is it fair? How much longer is it? Uh, about an extra eight minutes, sir. What? And it it's like they're kind of like more of the hell footage. Yeah. It's slower over it as well. It doesn't cut as much, and you can see more. Really? Shit. Oh, I never want to watch that. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to show you it. I'm going to show you now. Let's just take a picture of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to see it. I mean, well, I want to see the package. Like, the, yeah, wow. All right. I take that back. No, I swear, Paul W.S. Anderson has been quoted as saying that there is like a longer, longer director's cut of it. Which is which is basically rank. Oh yeah, this, 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 this has got like an extra, I think, an extra twenty odd minutes or so in there. Mm. But the uh, there there is like a three hour version apparently that they originally did. I think that's I think that's what I'm referring to. Yeah. But what, I'm the, fucking the, fascinated. Paul Anderson says he has a copy of it still on film. That was it. Oh, yes. The shit out of that. And that it, one day he will release it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, underwater, I mean, like, it's a 15, it's not an 18. I think that's fair enough. Um, but I, it, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it was an orphan, and it, it's a shame. I mean, it, like, I, I watched it opening, um, opening weekend, and it was playing the smallest screen in my, um, oh, wow, that, that is a nice box, isn't it? <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, and it was playing the, the smallest screen in my Cine world. Um, and it just yeah nobody seems to have really got behind it um it's like even the the u.s kind of genre press didn't really seem to like give it uh, rate it much and i don't know why it it's a really solid 94 minutes um yeah i i don't really have much to to criticize it for to be honest um I mean, it was like, I thought Vincent Cassell was going to be shifty because he's Vincent Cassell. And he's <laughs> like, he's just a good man. Like, I like the fact that no one was hiding anything. It was literally, you've got these people who are in this fucking awful situation and they need to get out. Yeah, like you said, there's no, there's no, oh, well, it turns out this guy knew all along or this yes. guy was in on it or anything like that. Or this guy tries to fuck him over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just kind of it, it ticks along 
with every, like I say, with everyone doing what they're supposed to do, what you would do in those situations, mm. and helping each other out, and it's yeah, and then you get the you know great creature design. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's very very well done that. Definitely not shit. Yeah, definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. Um, not shit. A real big surprise, actually. I will be very happy if um, if I see ten better movies than that this year. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. If that if that ends up in my biggest surprise of the year rather than my top ten of the year, I'll, it'll be a fucking good year. I wouldn't be devastated to see it in my top ten. Mm. Uh, our audience poll: uh, definitely not shit, seventy-one percent. Touching cloth, fourteen percent, and shit, fourteen percent. Okay. Um. Okay. So, it's that time on the show again, guys. What did you watch in the hot tub? <laughs> well, we watched Hot Tub Time Machine, obviously. Okay. Um. And literally, I'm not going to talk about too much because we talk about an awful lot. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Um. But it, it does get better every time I watch it. Um, I, I genuinely do believe, uh, for me, it is one of the best films I've made, <laughs> which I am fully aware of, that it literally is just me who thinks that. Um, and I am kind of fine with that, but I do think it's comedic genius. It is very, very funny. Yeah, and it just does get better. There, there's a point in me that goes, at some point, is it going to start getting boring? And then when I start watching it, I just go, no, it's not watched it on Sunday night, didn't we? Yeah. And you, you were playing Talking Heads on Saturday evening. I was like, is this, is this prep? It is prep, yes. <laughs> um, what else do you watch over the week, Bex? Well, you can do a few on your own. I can do a few on my own, yeah. Shall I go through that? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. What did I watch on my own? I talked about Pet Cemetery last week, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I watched A Tale of Two Sisters um, on the Thursday of our holiday. You know, nice, nice holiday yeah. movie. Um. It's it's fucking fantastic in a tale of two sisters, and it's absolutely heartbreaking when you get to the end of it and you realise like what the actual situation is. Um, have you have you guys both you've, yeah, you've seen it? Yeah. You? Have you, have you, yeah, uh, yeah, like a good long time ago. Yeah, and it, it that that final shot of a sister just like scrabbling under the wardrobe trying to get out from under the fucking wardrobe, and the fact that no one really did anything wrong apart from the stepmother being a bit shady and not getting her help. Um. It's you know no one was trying to kill anyone. No one was dragging bodies in bags. It was just her mentally trying to deal with the fact that she didn't want to believe it had happened. So it, it, it's kind of heartbreaking. Um, so there's that one. I watched Red State on my own. Um, because I've been wanting to watch it for a while, and despite the fact that it's a Kevin Smith movie, you seem reluctant. Not true Kevin Smith movie, does it? Is it not? I mean, it's it's only written and directed by him. I, I mean, it, it, I, no, not I, I, just, I I watched it a couple of times when it came out, and I had the impetus to rewatch it. I remembered for some reason. I remembered it going maybe because we watched Tusk and Tusk's a thing, mm. but I remembered it not being like a fully straight movie and it going a bit off the wall. And it doesn't, does it? It's no, just, it's just like a mad ending. But it's not like a out of the way mad ending. It's not like anything. Ridiculous happens. It's just a massive fucking shootout. Um, really enjoyed it on rewatch. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, da, 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 da. we watched that together. Um, and then the other two that I've watched on my own, well, not on my own. I, me and Isabel rewatched Babysitter. 
today. Nice. Um, she she can sit and quote almost the entirety of that movie. <laughs> yeah, it is mental. She's seen that many times. Yeah, she's um, you know, the bit where she's like saying how I deal with bullies and how if, if you're in a fight, what you need to do. Yeah. And she just she just turned to me at, at the bit where at the bit, and she was just like, and kick him in the balls, and uh, no, kick him in the dick, and it. Um, and she 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 just she loves it. I I haven't realised how many times she watched it just on her own. Um, and then I also watched Blade Runner with Isabel because she almost watched it while we were away. Yeah. Um, and then just uh, turned it off just just after like the story got going and was like, I can't do it. I can't watch my mum's favourite movie on on my own without her. Like I have to wait. So I had to obviously watch it because you know we rude not to. Um, and she really really liked it. So that I, I was a bit anxious, like if she was like, well, it was fucking boring. Um, but yeah, she picked up on loads of stuff like, oh, how does that man know that he was like dreaming about unicorns? And oh, look, all the all the replicants' eyes glow, and, and then his did as well, and like stuff that I thought would maybe go a little bit over her head. I mean, I probably don't give her enough credit for that, but she she picked up on it and she, she just really liked it. And she she was angry at me when Roy died. Not happy about that. <laughs> um, she's like, well, why is he just sat? I was like, because his his time's run out. And she was like, get up, Roy, get up. Wow. She, she was not keen on Roy dying. Um, but yeah, yeah, that that's all the ones I've done on my own. Cool. So I'm back in again. Um, <laughs> we watched uh, Jexy. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yep. Have you watched this or have you not watched it yet? No, no, I haven't right, yet. We'll, we'll, we'll do a zero spoilery little quick bit on it then. Um, right. It's an awful lot of fun. It is fucking funny. It, 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 it's, it's very funny. Um, it, it's both um, nastier than I expected. The fuck? And, um, but sweeter than I expected as well at exactly the same time. Um, the phone doesn't gradually build up to being an arsehole. The phone is an arsehole out of the box. Literally. Okay. Yeah, literally. It just goes for him straight away. Yeah. Um, um, Michael Pena is just glorious in every scene he's in and he's not in it a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's an awful lot of fun. Rose Byrne is really going for it as the phone. Alessandra Shipp's good in it as well, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Adam Devine, who usually uh, I find him off-putting. Mm, he can be a bit much. He can be a bit much. He isn't in this. He's like he's quite well pitched in it. Um, but yeah. This little message that it, it gently tries to get across is 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 well handled as well. Like it doesn't beat you beat you up too much with it, does it? But it is. It is there. It's certainly there, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the phone thing. Like in, um, <laughs> there's an argument that he has with the phone where he's telling um, it that um, Siri was better. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then said it says that, what is it, um, that, that Alexa was better. And basically, Jexy just keeps on coming up with reasons for why she's better, which include that... Um, that Alexa's an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> Siri's a whore. Yeah. And, and God, is it Katana's a retard or something like that? 
And it's voiced by Rose Byrne, isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah there's, it, it, there's, it, there's a sorry. really awkward yeah. Oh God, this sounds like my jam. Okay. It's also as well, but it, it's actually got a story, and it never goes too stupid. And it's eighty-five minutes. Mhm. Salad bits, fucking funny. The fucking salad bits, great. Ian, you need to watch it for next week. The fact it's a recurring joke. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I will watch Jaxie. Uh, yeah. I, I would. I would say you could quite easily do that at the treadmill watch yeah i'm thinking like it's like an hour 25 in it or something like that yeah. i i could get that done train to and from work and a treadmill yeah you could yeah. easily watch it in little breaks like that okay uh, we'll start to speed around these a little bit we watch we watch spy didn't we fucking <laughs> face off machine uh, which genuinely jason statham with the face off machine <laughs> is Still absolutely magnificent. Alison Janney telling him that he needs quarters for it. Yeah. And him going, <laughs> you mean I've got a fucking pay? <laughs> no, because there's no face off, you dumbass. And then he's convinced still at the end of it. <laughs> Alison Janney's really good in it, actually, yeah. as well, the little bit that she's got to do. Yeah, mm. but then also as well, the, uh, I'm going to go take this boat and go to Italy and then they go do you think he's going to realise it's a lake and then just as the st- credits start you just hear him shout hang on a minute it's a fucking lake I don't get to Italy <laughs> uh, yeah it, Statham is brilliant mm. and the whole movie's great because Liz McCarthy is comedic gold and Rose Byrne is clearly on board <laughs> her hair looks so heavy it does mm. Uh, but yeah, but Spy is is still fantastic. So from one Paul Feig to another. Rose Byrne to another. No Rose Byrne in this. Rose Byrne was in Jexy, then we watched. Yeah, Rose, Spy. Yeah, we watched and Spy. We watched... And then we watched another Melissa McCarthy yeah, uh, Feig movie. <laughs> <laughs> and we watched The Heat. The Heat. It's funny as The Heat. It, it's it, 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 I, it's more fun than it ever has any right to be. I was yep. fully prepped to not really like The Heat because I didn't wasn't super keen on Melissa McCarthy at the time. Yeah. Um. This was a movie that turned me with Miss yeah, McCarthy, yeah. Yeah, I think it was me as well. Um, it's just it's just really fucking funny. And them two bouncing off each other are great. Yeah, Sandy B is, is an actress that I, I still don't think we quite realise how much we don't deserve. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. Really, really good film. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking great. It, it, it is. The more I watch Paul Feig things, the more he's one of those directors now that I am just like, you know what, yeah, anything he does. I'm pretty much, I can pretty much guarantee I'm going to get some out of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple more. Uh, breakdown. It's Breakdown. Nice. Yeah. Like before. It, it's, it, the great thing about Breakdown is it's a 90 minute genre movie that stars Kurt Russell. Yeah. Yeah, can't say fairer than that, can you? Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, it's the sort of movie that Kurt Russell was making like 15 years before that with John Carpenter. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then we, we, we caught two uh, Tony Scott movies, didn't we? I'll let you do the first one because it's more... This, 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 I enjoy it, but it's very much your jam, isn't it? Yeah, we watched... Um, we rewatched Spy Game, which I... I've, I've loved since the first time I watched it. It's, okay. it's just clever and twisty and you kind of never know who's stabbing who in the back and who's the dickhead and where it's going and it's just it's just brilliant mm. um 
really good story, really lovely ending. It's got a happy ending. Mm. Um, and yeah, the, the performance in it, they're just fantastic, aren't they? Yeah, Red, Redford is really on absolute air game. Yeah, he is. You, you're watching it going. Um, he hasn't done an awful lot in a while, for about 10 years, mm. up to this. Uh, but it's when you go back to sort of this, and this film's like 19 years old now. Um, mad, but when you go back to it, you look at it and go, holy shit, yeah, Redford was a proper fucking movie star. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and he's been a movie star for like 40 years. Uh, yeah, and you can see you can see why Brad Pitt kind of looked at, always has always looked at the red and gone, yeah, that's the movie star I want to be. Just cool see, as fuck. You can kind of see it now. Yeah. Right? Well, now he's a bit older. Mm. You can see it in him, the redfordiness. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's um, Redford is fantastic in this. You can you can see that just outright calm, controlling fucking charisma that he's got. It's just fucking classy. Isn't it? Yeah, he doesn't have to try and be cool. He just is fucking cool. Yeah. Um, Moving on to a, a Tony Scott that I think you like, but he's a lot more my... It's more your thing. It's more my jam and my pace. Yeah. Uh, Domino. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I fucking love Domino. Like, Jay, I, I, I love this movie. <laughs> it is... It's... It's Tony Scott making a movie that only fucking Tony Scott could make. Yeah. And yeah. getting away with it. Making a movie that only Tony Scott could get away with because... Quite simply, Tony Scott didn't give a shit <laughs> at all. He was ready to offend anybody and everything without ever trying to be offensive. Mm. He wasn't an in-your-face, controversial director. Yeah, He just made the movie that he wanted to make and just didn't think about any of the, the noise that might surround it. He made the movie and then fucking walked away and started making the next. Did people find it offensive? I think people would find it offensive now. And one of the great underrated uh, characters of, of Tony Scott's world in Edgar Ramirez. Oh, he's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, who is, who is immensely fucking cool. Yeah. It? And literally blows a man's arm off with a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even need to be persuaded. No, I don't even need to be persuaded, literally. I, I like the fact that he's got an affectation that makes no sense. So he's got a bit of a tick where he constantly keeps putting his hair up. Yeah. But then you think, oh, he's putting his hair up because shit's about to get real. Oh, he takes it down for that. He bit. takes it down when shit's about to get real as well. Yeah. It's like he's got to do something with his hair before he does anything else. And the fact that he jumps off things as well. <laughs> it, it is really fucking highlighted. And it's it, it's Mickey Rourke basically going, I'd like to do this for a living. Yeah. I would like to be the guy I am fucking playing. Because it sounds more fun than being Mickey Rock. And Mickey Rock is an awful lot of fun to fucking be. Mickey Rock's really good in this, actually. It is. It's, it's, it's just such a fun, just fucking batshit movie. And then you've got Tom Wakes fucking turning up as a prophet. At the end of it. Yeah. I, I talk to him and he was going, yeah, this makes perfect. If you're going to see a fucking prophet... That is going to that is going to appear out of nowhere while you're on a mescaline trip, and convince <laughs> you that you need to sacrifice yourselves to save a child. Then yeah, it's probably going to be Tom Waits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just it, it got a really fucking a really sort of like kicking did Domino, and I think part of that was because it did. Because it was Keira Knightley trying to do badass and people decided to get her to kick him for that. 
and I watch it and go, do you know what, though? I quite like Kira Knightley trying to be badass. It's better than watching her literally just bore. And I don't mean she's boring. She looks like she's bored. Yeah. Boring her way through costumes around this because she's literally just going, is this what you want from me? Fine. Yeah. <clears throat> Fine. Because whenever she's trying to do anything that's fucking vaguely interesting, you say, I'm out of my depth, so fine, here you go. And it, it, it takes away from the fact that I do think that she could have been a really interesting actress. I just don't think the world let her be. She's too, she's too fucking much. I, I don't like her and I, like, every time I see any dudes with her and stuff now, it's like, oh, really? I, 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 but, but we'll always have Domino. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was what we've watched, but yeah. I fucking love Domino. Every time I see Tom Waits in a movie, I'm like, which one's the one with all the bunnies? It's seven psychopaths. Psychopath. That's funny. Yeah. Again, if you want to have a psychopath that has a bunny. Then Tom Waits. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll kind of speed through as well, because um, it's weirdly turned into uh, kind of a longer show, uh, considering it was like a normal show. So uh, uh, la 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 la. So I uh, watched, um, you know, after the Oscars, I watched Antonio Banderas's nominated performance um, uh, for uh, Pedro Almodovar's Pain and Glory. Um, didn't really know too much about it going in. Um, and in a way, I think that's probably that, it's probably for the best. I mean, it's about uh, um, uh, Antonio Banderas plays a uh, film director who is kind of like retiring away from the world because he's got a lot of medical problems. Um, and I, I suppose some things happen which make him reevaluate his life choices. Um, some surprising stuff, I will say. Um, Banderas is very good. There's a plot in this involving drug use which i thought was interesting for the lack of consequences quite quite brave um kind of feels like something that european cinema can do but if uh british or american cinema did it people would be uh not happy um great visually it's got almodovar's usual fantastic color palette um and it kind of it morphs as the film goes on kind of what it's about but by the end it still feels like it's it's cohesive like not bitty um it's it's an interesting piece of work i it's not one of my favorite almodovar's um there's i think he does really really great work with female characters male characters to a lesser extent and this is very much focused on a male character um but i enjoyed it it's it's one of those ones where it's like as a film fan will you enjoy the latest mode of our film yes um there you go um i watched kiki's delivery service but I, we're, we're planning on doing full cat bus at some point aren't we bex so yeah absolutely i tried to watch them while we're away but our trash tv it just made it look ugly so i couldn't do it okay fair enough i i, I will say um respect to netflix for doing dubbed and subbed versions um and not separating them it's just the one version you just select the audio track or the subtitle track oh uh, is, that, is that how it works yeah i was just watching uh say dubbed 
but, but yeah. You, so, but, but, but you, if you want, you can select the the dub track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just um like his lots was watching oh, it, with us, so I just I just that's tried. That's a good idea because I read that it was just going to be the the subbed ones, and I thought a little bit of me was like, it's right, that's what's the point then? Be, mm. You know, because you're wanting to grab a new audience of younger kids. Mm. If if it was just the sub version, it'd be a little bit restricted it automatically comes up as the sub version though doesn't it, it might yeah, be worth yes. making people aware of that <laughs> yeah because i i was a, i was a little bit worried at first it was like oh fuck well there's no way she's gonna be able to watch this and then like just had a look and it's audio in like six different languages actually it's pretty good um so uh yeah so and the english dub of kiki's delivery service has got phil hartman playing playing as the cat um and donna was just like I really like that cat. You know, just like he, he's just like a he's a chippy fucker, but he's kind of what you would imagine a cat would actually be like. Yeah, um, exactly. So, he's, he's good as Gigi. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But I, I mean, I, what, I I did not know that. What that it was Phil Hartman. Yeah. Yeah. Watched it dubbed. I have, yeah. Yeah. I just I, I must have either forgotten or not twin fuck. <laughs> Because it's fucking um, love Phil Hartman. What's her face in it? Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst is Kiki, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, but we'll 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 talk about that in full cat bus. Um. La 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 la. la. Uh. Watch Bombshell. Uh. Was a bit a bit behind you guys, but uh. Caught up with Bombshell. Uh. I liked Bombshell. Um. The composite character played by Margot Robbie. Little bit unsure about her just because her character kind of instigates a women can change like women can change the world kind of moment towards the end of the film or at least like she makes a decision which is supposed to inspire you or um and it, it just it was a bit like yeah but n- did anybody actually do that at the time no oh okay then um and there's also the end stuff, uh, the, 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 like the, the credit at the end, I can't remember what the way it was phrased, but it was like it was saying like, but they were not the last or something like that. And I really thought for a second that there was going to be a post credit scene where Charlize Theron invited Margot Robbie to join the um, Weinstein initiative or something like that. You know, like it was like you were going to get like um the mcu music in the background or something it was a very <laughs> like it, it it literally felt like they were setting up a weinstein sequel it was the me to you oh very good it's not bad that Hello. um i feel a little bit i feel a little bit like i'm being judged but <laughs> by the world <laughs> I, even heard it yet, he's been a prick again <laughs> it's um i i, I don't know i mean it like so I mean, aside from that aspect though i i like the fact there were shades there were shades of gray to it um you know charlie's ron is out in the conversation with uh mark duplass about um you know yeah yes okay he you know he did come on to me and i was sexually harassed by him but he's done X, Y, and Z for me. And like the, I liked that there, it wasn't just, he is bad guy. I get bad guy because the world doesn't work like that. 
Mm. Um, and, and, you know, people's... I, I, I thought John Lithgow's performance was interesting because early on, he just seems to be giving quite good advice. And it's like he's got... Um, he, like, he has Kidman's... Uh, no, uh, Charlize Theron's back um, when she kind of goes at Trump. And then that turns... And then you've got the fucking horrific scene where he's asking Margot Robbie to like show, basically show him her pants, and he's just fucking it. And he like that, just that heavy breathing, Mm. like, oh Jesus Christ! It's awful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and and, and that's. I mean, like everybody's very, very good in it. Um, and it's it's a great story. It's a good insight, and I. I almost wonder if like the, the kind of meh reaction on film Twitter is basically because you've got people who are, who are like, well, I already know all this. Like I, I know how Fox news works and blah, 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 but it's um not, um it's, it's not what everybody knows. And I, I thought the way that it presented it was perfectly interesting. It feels yeah. like it's, it, it feels like it's made for a wide audience. It doesn't feel like it's an art house film or anything like that. And um, yeah, it worked really well. I, I thought Charlize Theron in particular was very, very convincing. Um, and just the, 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 that makeup and hairstyling. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Give it the Oscar. Um, like what they did with her and Nicole Kidman and Lifgow, in fairness, was something else. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I just, I, I really enjoyed Bombshell. I, I kind of don't see, aside, I, you know, aside from my, my slight reservations, I don't see why people were as uppity about it as they were. Um, and I watched a couple of Bond films, but obviously I talk about that on the Ian's Guide to Bondage. Um, I'm up to... I'm currently halfway through Octopussy. Um, so I'm getting there. I think I'm uh, film 13. So I'm going to have 11 left after this. And I've got about five weeks, five and a half weeks. So it's doable. Um, I've got a feeling I'm basically going to do like four Craig films in four days or something like that on the run up <laughs> to No Time to Die. Um like, I think I'm gonna. It's gonna be close to the wire, but essentially, if I don't have much to talk about for what we watched over the last few weeks, uh, over the next few weeks, it's literally just because I'm trying to get through Bond films. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, I watched the uh, Spiderwick Chronicles, uh, which is a, um, it's a film that um Donna and I have watched quite a few times, but watched it with lots, and um, yeah, she was pretty into it actually. It worked. Um. Isabel loved that when she was around my age. Me and Isabel watched that a few weeks ago, and I was like, "Do you remember when we used to watch this like twice a week?" And she was like, "Yeah, it's really good." <laughs> it is. It, it, it's it's terrific fun. Um, and just like I I, I really like the the arc with the one Freddie Highmore and the dad. Um, and just the, like the the kind of the way that builds up and then and then um pays off at the end. Um. I just thought that really worked really well. And Nick Nolte is fucking scary in it. And again, it does kind of feel like Nick Nolte just wandered into a motion capture studio and was just like, where am I? And it was like, right, Nick, you're playing a bad guy. Right. Okay. Yeah. What, what, what am I getting? A book, a book. 
The book, give me the book! <laughs> give me the book! And then he just leaves. <laughs> yeah, sounds fair, yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man Chronicles, <laughs> I like it. It's good, So, <laughs> got any Twitter questions or anything, Matt? No, I've got to ask for any. Bad Mark. That'll be why, then. Yeah, Bad Mark. Bad okay, Mark. so... Um, so, next week, what have we got? Uh, Michael Whitbottom's new film, uh, Greed. Um, got Brahms the Boy, too. Uh, we've got Harrison Ford and his CG dog. What? Um, what are we, what, what are we watching? Hmm, don't know. What, what, what are you thinking, Bex? Have you got, have you, have you got a, a preference? What are the options? Greed. Brahms, the boy two. Greed, Brahms, boy two, the call of the wild. I mean, probably out of them, greed. I'd quite like to do the boy two because I'm intrigued, but the boy's not on. Oh no, because we're watching that, aren't we? It is on what is it? We're watching it on Wednesday, or we're recording it. I, I, I'm willing. I'm willing to go and see whatever out of those because I'm fine. I will oh, happily. I will happily do the boy boy too. Fuck it. Why not? Fuck it. We're um, seeing Dark Waters tomorrow on the limited screening as well. Are you making it to that? Uh I yeah, I don't think I don't think I'm making it to that. No. Um it's it's half term and Donna's gonna have locks all day, so like I probably I probably need to be home to be fair. But yeah. Um I'm looking forward to it as well. You know, it's it's uh, my boy it's my Carol boy, Todd Haynes. So uh <laughs> Uh, but yeah, okay, we'll we'll see what we get to. I mean, like, I'm uh, Lottie wants to go see the Call of the Wild, so I will see that. Um, I'd I'd be ha- I'd happily watch Greed. I mean, if I just check in later in the week with you guys and see where the land lies. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably look at that and we'll see if we can cool. work it all out. Maybe try and get the book out. Right? See what works or what. Cool, and we'll do. Um, Greed. We'll, we'll do. Uh, we'll do beats as well. So uh, we 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 shall have plenty to talk about. I'm sure. Um, so patreon.com forward slash film bastards to find out what the fuck we were talking about at the start of the show. If you didn't know, um, got Ian's guide to bondage, um, all over the place on, uh, that feed at the moment as well. I think I put up like three in the last week. Um, and yeah, um, that's it. Bye. Bye. Oh, cool.
podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.